Welcome to the Aiden Mari podcast and thank you for listening. This is a podcast where we like to explore faith, the Bible, and trying to better follow Jesus. This podcast is a collection of sermons, interviews, and also me just rambling about different things about Christianity or what's on my mind or conversations we're having. We're trying to upload weekly, so hopefully that happens. So I hope you enjoy and let's get on with this week's episode. I want to ask you if you've ever asked yourself this, God, where are you? And if you've ever sat there and you thought to yourself, I don't understand. I thought that if I followed Jesus, if there's a God who loves me and knows me, then why is this happening? And if there's a God who knows me, why does he not seem to know what I'm going through? And I've asked myself this question a lot um, over the years. I've asked myself this question a lot of, God, where are you? And honestly, if you're sitting here and you're like, I've never asked that question in my life, pay attention because there's going to come a point in your life where you're going to ask the same question, where you're going to be sitting there and you're going to think to yourself, God, I do not understand. Where are you? I thought you were God. And this is the question that Mark is going to explore um, today. So we've been in the book of Mark. It's written by a guy named John Mark. John Mark was one of the early followers of Jesus. Um, he wrote this book, which is a biography of Jesus' life, kind of going through what Jesus did and who he was. Uh, we've seen Jesus be baptized, and, he, and when he comes out of the water, God the Father says from heaven, you're my, you're my son who, who I deeply love. Um, and then he goes out and he starts proclaiming this thing called the good news. And the good news is that the kingdom of God is here. And he tells people to repent, which means to turn from where they're going and instead chase after God. And then we saw him call some, call some people. And he called people that, that most of us wouldn't have called, to be honest. He called fishermen and tax collectors, people who the world saw as not good enough sinners. They shouldn't be someone following God. And then we saw him go into some stories, and he told us a story about different kinds of seed and, and, and what that seed meant. And, some, and the seed stood for um, the good news, and, and he talked about how sometimes the good news of who Jesus is, that he's God, he's here, he's got this kingdom, he's got life for us. Sometimes it goes out, some people believe, some people don't, and that's what we talked about last week. And now we're going to come into this story. And what Mark really wants you to get here is that Jesus is greater than your storm. And that'll make sense later, um, but without further ado, let's just dive right into Mark. So it says this. It says, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and head across a lake to Bethsaida while he sent the people home. After telling everyone goodbye, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Late that night, his disciples were in their boat in the middle of the lake, and Jesus was alone on the land. And Jesus saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard, struggling against the wind and the waves. And so what happens, we're skipping over a little chunk because we talked about it earlier in the year. Um, Jesus feeds 5,000 people with just a few loaves and some fish. It's nuts. He, he, he takes like nothing. It couldn't even feed like 10. He feeds 5,000. And so all these people are full. They've had their fill, whatever. And Jesus is like, all right. You disciples, you've worked hard enough. Why don't you guys go, go to the other side? I'll catch up with you. I'm going to send everybody home, tell them goodbye. And to be honest, I want a little me time. Jesus, we've seen, doesn't get a lot of time to himself. And so he's trying to make some space where he can be alone with God and, and pray. 
And so as he's doing that, he sends the people away, and, and, and then he goes and he prays. And he starts praying, and a storm comes rolling in. And, and the thing is, the disciples are in a boat, and these are fishermen, so these guys know how to sail. And they're, they're on a boat, and, and they're crossing a lake, so it's not that big. Um, and the storm rolls in, and the storm is so severe that, that, that they are struggling. It says that Jesus saw they were in serious trouble. These dudes needed help. And so first of all, I, I, I want to point out a few things. First, I want you to see that Jesus noticed that they were struggling. He saw it. Even though he was distant, he looked off and he saw, and, and he went, man, my guys, they're in trouble. <laughs> they're not doing so good in this storm. They're having a hard time rowing. It's difficult. And Jesus sees them. And in the same way, what Mark is saying is that Jesus sees you. He sees your struggle, your own storm. It's not a real physical storm. It's more internal. It's the things in your life. Maybe the storm is bullying. You're at school, you're being bullied, and you're trying to push through that, and you don't know how to do it, and you feel stuck. Or maybe it's your self-value. Maybe when you look in the mirror, you don't like what you see looking back at you. And you're trying to push through this storm, but you feel stuck. Or maybe it's something even deeper. Maybe, maybe it's someone you love who's sick or someone who's passed away. And you're sitting there and this emotion that's inside of you is overtaking you. And you're trying to push through this storm. And you just feel like you can't do it. And I want you to know that, that Jesus sees your struggle in the storm. That, that, that he sees it. That, that you're not distant. And that he's not distant. That he sees it. And you might feel, God, I, I, I don't feel like you're noticing me. But I want you to know this, that Jesus sees you in the middle of your struggle. But then Mark continues. So that's happening, and then it says this. It says, about 3 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, toward the disciples, walking on the water. And he intended to go past them. So this is not. So here, first thing. The disciples are fishermen, right? There's a lot of fishermen. They know how to sail. They're on a lake. It's not that big. These guys are, 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 on this, are on this lake, and it shouldn't take that long to cross. Like, not long at all. But they've been on there for hours and hours, way longer than they should have been. And these are guys who know how to sail. It's not like me hopping in a boat being like, hey, let's go to the other side of the lake, because that would take me hours to begin with. It's like people who know what they're doing, and they're stuck. This storm is so bad that trained professional people who do this for a living can't get through it. And then Jesus does something nuts. I don't know if you noticed. The guy's walking on water. I don't know about you. Never met anyone who can walk on water before. That's cool. I don't know what it looked like, but it was like, man, I don't know if he, like, had to hop over waves or what. Because I'm like, how do you, it's not like it's calm. It's like this crazy storm. So I don't know if he's, like, running up waves and down. I don't know what he's doing, but that's nuts. But then there's something, there's something I want you to notice since that last sentence. He intended to go past them. What? What do you mean? Doesn't Jesus see them in their struggle and their storm and wouldn't he want to help? Why is he just walking past them? Why doesn't he want to just, we, uh, earlier in the book, we skipped over it. There's actually a story where Jesus is on a boat uh, with the disciples and there's a crazy storm. He's sleeping. I don't know how he's sleeping through the storm, but he's sleeping. And the disciples are freaked out. They think they're going to die. And they wake him and go, they're like, Jesus, don't you care that we're going to die? And they wake him up and he's like, you don't have any faith. And then he calms the storm, and the storm immediately stops. And that's a story that happened before, and now we see this. So we know Jesus 
is able to stop this storm, but instead he is, he is going past them. He sees their struggle and he's walking past. You might be wondering why. And honestly, I, I tried to come up with a reason that, that fit in a nice little box. And I could wrap a bow on it and give you something nice that would feel good, but I couldn't. I don't know why. And I read all these people who are supposed to know the Bible, and, and they don't know why. And I think there's something actually profound about that, is that sometimes I think we're sold that Christianity is going to be something that, that if you follow Jesus, life's going to be awesome, all your problems will be solved, everything's going to be legit. And then you become a Christian and you realize, hey, <laughs> there's still hard things in life. And I think what Mark is doing here is going, Sometimes you wonder, where is God? And that's a good thing to wonder because it's real. And a lot of times people will come up to you if you're going through something and be like, oh, you just got to hang in there. It'll get better. The Lord is good. And you're like, really? Because it feels like he's just walking past. And I actually want you to realize this, that, that sometimes things happen in our lives and we don't know why. And sometimes God intervenes with people. Like, I know people who've had illnesses, they've been just, like, healed overnight. But I know other people who've struggled with illnesses, and they've just died. People who loved Jesus. And you go, why? And I think what Mark goes is, don't know. I, I, I don't know. But I don't want you to miss this. So even though he's intending to walk past them, there's actually something important here for, for you to notice. What is he walking on? He's walking on the water. He's literally walking on the storm that these guys can't get past. And so even though Jesus is going past and they don't know why, they know one thing. They know that no matter what happens in this storm, Jesus is still king. They know that no matter what happens in this storm, God is still better. God is still greater. That no matter how bad this storm is, God is above it. He walks on it. It's nothing to him. And when you realize how great and powerful and good God is, and you're in the middle of the storm, even when it's hard and you don't understand, you still go, I still trust him, even though I don't get what's going on. I tried to come up with an analogy for you guys or a story from my life, and I honestly couldn't come up with anything that I felt like was good enough. And so I asked someone who has a story that... Um, hits me really hard, but I think actually displays this in, in a way that I could never just say to you. And so I'm going to call Emily up. Um, Emily's my girlfriend, in case you don't know. Uh, and, yeah, she's going to preach for a bit. There you go. Okay, so, yeah, something that um, my where are you moment, I guess you could say, is when I was really questioning where the Lord was. Um, I uh, was the only Christian in my family and then um, when I was 17 me and my mom had a really deep talk and she actually really she came to the Lord and then a couple weeks later she actually got diagnosed with cancer and um, I might cry a lot when I tell you guys this but it's just me being real um, yeah so she got diagnosed with cancer and it was really really hard for me and I was really struggling and the day that I found out I actually just drove in my car and I just yelled to God like where are you in this um, how do I know that you you walk with me and how do I know that you're still good and 
I prayed a prayer. I prayed that um, no matter what happened with my mom, if she died or if she lived, that I would still worship Jesus and that I'd still cling to him. And yeah, it got really real. Uh, a few months later, she got really, really, really sick. And I don't know if you guys have seen people um, wrestle with cancer, but it's, it's a really real thing and it's really hard to see people you love struggle with cancer and just watch them grow through that. And so there was definitely days where I asked the Lord, like, where are you? I don't feel you today. Where are you? And then um, she wrestled with cancer for, uh, I was away. So two years later, maybe a year and a half, I went away to do missions. Um, and I was at YWAM. I was just hanging out with my friends at a restaurant, having a good time, trusting the Lord. Um, and I got a phone call, actually. My mom was doing really good. She was actually getting better. My family was all telling me. She was getting better, but I was still walking with the Lord. Um, if anything happens, how do I cling to you, God? And the day before I was at this restaurant, God spoke to me, and he told me, Emily, it's a privilege to worship uh, me through the pain. You don't know how much of a privilege it is. And I was like, why are you saying this to me? Like, I don't want to hear this right now because my mom's doing really good. And then um, the next day I was at a restaurant, and I got a phone call that my mom just suddenly passed away. Um, and when I flash back to when I was praying to the Lord in my car that I cling to him, um, when I found out my mom passed away, it was really actually a really weird feeling. I felt just like a really surreal peace. I didn't freak out. Um, and I know this isn't the story in everyone's life, and God's still there, but I really felt God's presence in that night actually at um, my YWAM base. We all had a worship night, and we worshiped the Lord, and I got to speak on eternity. But yeah, so... My main point is just, um, if it doesn't feel like God's there with you, he really is, and he really walks with you. And we're not living for um, a temporal, like focusing on this earthly life, but I believe that because my mom knew Jesus, she's with him, and through the storm, no matter if you feel God or not, he's still good, and he's still king, and he's still in control. So it's just a little snippet of my story. Thank you. Yeah, and, and I remember my reaction during that. Um, the whole time I thought to myself, it'll, it'll work itself out. Like, this woman just gave her life to God. She's one of the most passionate people I've ever seen. She has so much faith. And I honestly thought, there's no way that God's not going to heal her and I remember when I got the call I felt confused and angry and I didn't know what to do because this rattled who I thought God was so much because all my life I was told occasionally that just because you follow Jesus doesn't mean everything's going to work out in the end, but it's different when you see it. And sometimes life just doesn't make sense. And sometimes it, it's not supposed to because it's not the way it's supposed to be. And, and, and with this story, Jesus is walking past them. And we don't know why. 
And, and I don't know why in your life there are going to be times where it feels like God's walking past you either. But I know that he's still the guy who's over the waves. Um, I don't want to end this on such a low note. There's a little bit more to the story. Um, and, and I want to read it. So Jesus is walking. He's walking past him. It says, but when they saw him walking on the water, they cried out in terror, thinking he was a ghost. And they were all terrified when they saw him. But Jesus spoke to them at once and said, don't be afraid. Take courage. I'm here. And he climbed in the boat and the wind stopped. And they were totally amazed. And so I want you to know this. That sometimes it's going to feel like God's walking by and you don't know why. Maybe it's right now. Maybe it's something that happened before and you're like, what happened there? I'm confused. Or maybe you haven't hit it yet. But there's going to come in your, a point in your life where you're going to ask that. And um, no one's going to be able to give you a good enough answer. But I want you to remember what Jesus says here. He says, take courage. Don't be afraid. I'm here. And when the storms come and you're confused, do what the disciples did and just cry out whatever it is, whether it's anger, whether it's sadness, whether it's confusion. Cry out to God and go, God, I'm terrified. And that doesn't mean the storm's going to go away. doesn't mean it's all going to get fixed in the end. But it means that Jesus will come and he will say, take care. Don't worry. I'm here. And I want you to know that. I want you to know to take courage because Jesus is greater than your storm. And Jesus is so great and he actually is so upset with these storms that later on in this story, way far, spoiler alert, Jesus is going to die on a cross. And the reason why he's going to die on a cross is because he looks at this and goes, this is not what I made the earth to be like. And so what he does is he dies on a cross. He pays for sin. Any wrong that you've done, any wrong anybody else has done throughout the history of the world, he pays for it. And he does this because our relationship with God is broken because of our sin and our mistakes. And because of that, the world is broken. And, and things happen in life that aren't supposed to. And these things are going to bother you and stir you up. And you're going to go, why? And the reason why is because of sin. And God looks at this and he asks the same question as you. As you. Um, in another gospel, they tell a story of Jesus's, one of Jesus' close friends dies and Jesus weeps. And he weeps because this upsets God just as much as it is upsets you. And these things are going to happen, but I want you to know that in the end, it's actually going to be okay. And I don't mean this life. Because some of you are going to go through life, and it's not actually in the end going to be okay. But I can assure you that because of what Jesus did, what he did on that cross, him rising from the dead and then offering you eternal life, that's him going, in the end, it's going to be okay. In the end, there's going to be no more sickness. There's going to be no more death. There's going to be no more bullying. You're never going to look at yourself and feel like you're not good enough because what's going to be covering you is me and my righteousness and my goodness. So even though right now it might not feel okay, I want you to take courage and realize that Jesus is bigger than your storm that Jesus is bigger than what you're going through and that Jesus has made a plan and executed it to where the storm's eventually gonna end. Whether in this life or the next, I don't know, but I can assure you that in the end, it will be okay. And so three takeaways from this. 
First, Jesus sees your struggle. I want you to know that even though you're going through something, Jesus sees it, he knows it, and he feels it with you. He's, he's not a God who's distant, who has no idea what's going on. He sees you because he loves you. And second, I want you to know this. Remember that Jesus is greater than the storm. Remember that he's walking on it. That even though this seems insane, that Jesus has already defeated it. It's under his feet because of what he did on the cross. And lastly, I want you to remember this, to take courage. That, that when the storms come, when the storms come, to remember that it's a privilege to worship God through the pain. That it's a privilege to worship God when life isn't great because it actually shows what's actually happening inside. Last week we talked about the fruit. That's some of the fruit of God that even though life's not easy, you still go, God is good despite what I'm going through. Take courage. Jesus is greater than your storm. I'm gonna pray and then you guys can head off to small groups. Uh, dear God, I thank you uh, for tonight. God, I thank you that you are a God who sees what we're going through. And I thank you, God, that it moves you so much that you decided to deal with it. That you went to that cross, you took on sin and death and sickness, and you defeated it. And you showed us that you won by rising from the dead and ascending up into heaven onto your throne where now you rule over the storm. God, in this life, we're not gonna understand um, all the time what, why these things are happening, but help us to remember that you're good. Help us to remember that you're over it. Help us to lean into you even when it doesn't make sense. God, help us to remember that you're greater than the storm. In Jesus' name, amen.